Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Senator Harris is saying she wants to abolish the insurance industry. That's, that's not correct. That's not American. What's next? What, what industry are we going to abolish next? The coffee industry? You egotistical billionaire Setting the table. Sit down. For Lonnie Chen to talk about uh, where Kamala Harris is in the race now, and you got Schultz in, and between him completely... 100% disagreeing with the main policy point of Kamala Harris in her early days between that and the fact that the New York Times out with an op-ed piece that says, Schultz, please don't run for president. A bid by Starbucks ex-chief would be reckless idiocy. And he's got some problems. Lonnie Chen is the David and Diane Steffi Research Fellow at the Hoover Institution, also Director of Domestic Policy Studies, lecturer in the Public Policy Program at Stanford University. Joins us now. Lonnie, how are you, sir? Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good morning. So, listen, left, right, and center. There's a lot of a lot of appeal to the the Howard Schultz story and some of the policies he's pitching. Why is it so hard for an independent to win a presidential race? Well, you know, there are a lot of structural issues in the United States that actually make it tough for independents, not the least of which is just getting access to the ballot. Just being on the ballot in some of these states is remarkably difficult. Now, what Howard Schultz has that a lot of independent candidates in the past may not have had is a lot of money. And if you're able to essentially spend your way or buy your way onto these ballots, then that ballot access issue is less of a problem. But, you know, I I think traditionally what ends up happening is as we get closer to Election Day, People say in their hearts maybe they want an independent candidate, but more often than not, they'll end up picking one of the two major parties because they're used to it. 
And, uh, and I think Howard Schultz is going to face a similar challenge if he runs as an independent. I wonder if people are so sick of the parties that that's changed. Hey, one final note on that question is I've heard it said many times that, well, with the Electoral College, that really makes it tough for an independent. What do people mean when they say that? Well, you know, because it's a, it's a winner-take-all situation, in other words, if you win a particular state, with the exception of two states, interestingly enough, Maine and Nebraska, they're exceptions, every other state in the union, if you win, a, if you win that state's uh, popular vote, you win all of the electoral votes. It's not like it's a proportional system where, let's say, you won 25% of the votes and you get 25% of the electoral votes. That's not how it works. In most states, except for Maine and Nebraska, which do allocate proportionally, uh, essentially, if you win by one percentage point, you've just won all of those electoral votes. It's how Donald Trump won in 2016 by a narrow margin in Michigan and Wisconsin. He was able to get all those states' electoral votes. So the issue for, for independent candidates is traditionally because they haven't had as much market share as the major parties, they have not been able to do as well because even if they get, let's say, 20 or 25 or 30 percent of the vote in some of these states, they still walk away with no electoral votes and no contribution to a winning margin for the presidency. You've been involved in campaigns at a high level, Mitt Romney and uh, Marco Rubio, to name two. And um, so you know how this whole game works. If, if you're trying to help a Republican get elected, you want Howard Schultz in, don't you? Yeah, I'd have to think so. I mean, I, you know, Howard Schultz, for all of his, his sort of talk about being against Medicare for all and against some of these more progressive policies, his orientation is fundamentally anti-Trump. And, and the, the pool of voters he's going to draw from, you know, the, the Republicans are pretty united behind Trump still. I've seen recent polling that suggests he's about 85 percent support, 80 to 85 percent support. So there's not, there's not a ton of votes to draw from on the Republican side. It's going to be Democrats. He's going to end up fracturing that anti-Trump vote and, and making it harder for a Democrat, I, I think at least, to win the presidency. Now, there's some disagreement about this. You know, Nate Silver who's the, the online blogger and prognosticator, has said, look, it's actually not that simple, that independent candidates are usually drawing off the margins of the two parties and pretty equally between the two. But I tend to think in this situation, because of how strongly people feel about Trump, it's going to be hard for Howard Schultz to run and for it not to be to the detriment of the Democrat who runs against Trump. Well, how big a problem is it for Kamala Harris to have one of her you know, major talking points in the first couple days of her campaign to have a couple of Democrat billionaires come out and say that's a terrible idea. Well, you know, in a, in a primary, it might not be the worst thing for her, because you got to remember that the primary audience she's speaking to in the Democratic Party primary for the presidency is going to skew more progressive. It's going to skew more liberal. And as a result, if she's got people attacking her point of view, attacking her point of view on Medicare for all, who are these billionaires, uh, it might actually work to her mm. advantage. I mean, you guys played the clip of the of the reaction to Schultz that someone called him a, a you know what hole. Uh, that that is that is pretty indicative, I think, of how a lot of primary voters feel about Howard Schultz, and by the way, about Michael Bloomberg as well. Well, in in the demagoguery that is the primaries, if I'm Kamala Harris's campaign manager, or one of her thinkers, I tell her, "Hey, Kamala, go out today and say." Turns out the billionaires are against me. I'm proud that the billionaires are against me. And the crowds go berserk. Yeah. She's fine. 
Um, so listen, so yeah. uh, Lonnie, uh, I am going to, through my imperial powers, put you in charge of the uh, Republican National Committee today. Um, congratulations. Enjoy wow. that job. Um, I'm, not sure, I'm, not, I'm not sure that's the job I want right now, but yeah. okay. <laughs> who, who, are, who are two or three uh, names on the uh, Democrat side that concern you most in terms of the big job, the presidency? Yeah, I mean, there are two. I think I do think Kamala Harris is a concern. I think she's a concern because she checks so many different boxes for, for different constituencies that are anti-Trump. And, and, and by the way, I, I teach a class at Stanford this quarter where we're looking at presidential campaigns. And we took a little straw poll yesterday, and it's unrepresentative. It's a bunch of you know millennials at Stanford. But Kamala Harris was the favorite. And, and I think that demonstrates to a certain degree how that Democratic primary electorate is going to go for her. And the thing about her is she's got kind of an interesting background because she was a prosecutor for a while. Uh, she, you know, has a number of aspects that I think would make her potentially appealing to centrist voters if that's the way she wants to market herself. The other person I'll just say briefly who I think, who I think probably worries the Republican Party in the long run is Mike Bloomberg. If it, obviously his big challenge is going to be getting through the primary as a New York billionaire. But were he able to get through his money and his appeal to centrists, and also, look, he's a competent executive. The guy ran New York City pretty well. Uh, he would be a challenge, I would think, for Trump. So those are, the, those are the two. And a third, sorry, I know you asked for two, but a third that I'm worried about is Joe Biden for the obvious reasons that he's Joe Biden and he's very crafty. Do you know Bloomberg only has two pairs of shoes he's worn for decades? He's got a pair of brown penny loafers and a pair of black, same brand. He bought at the same time. And he just alternates them depending on his belt or suit of the day. It's astonishing. Gets them resold. It's an interesting quirk to the man. Yeah. Um, how much of an advantage is it to, 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 I mean, obviously there's advantages to being a billionaire and having all that kind of money. But can, can you, to a certain extent, buy your way through this process? Does it work that way? Because I remember in the Freakonomics book a couple of years ago, they had a chapter in there where they said the rich person often does not gain that much by trying to buy their way into a race. Yeah, and particularly when you're talking about a presidential primary, it's really about capturing hearts rather than capturing right. minds. I think if you were to ask a lot of Democrats, they would say, yeah, you know, I understand the rationale for Mike Bloomberg. I understand why people might think he's a credible candidate. And by the way, he did spend a lot of money on Democratic causes during the 2018 election cycle. Remember, he funded the big independent campaign that was the anti-gun campaign. And he's trying to leverage some of that now to give himself credibility with Democratic activists. But I tend to think that all of his money would be more of a factor in a general election than in a primary election. A primary election is really about who's got the heat, who's got the ideas, who's appealing to the base. And that's just not Michael Bloomberg. Hey, do you feel like Nancy Pelosi won last week in the way that the mainstream media is portraying it? Uh, I, I think she won the fight. Whether she won the battle is a separate question. You know, obviously we get, you know, those of us who are junkies who follow this, the tactics of it, she won that particular tactical battle because she got Trump to, to back down, you know, from his immediate set of demands. The issue now, though, is that we have a three-week period beginning, actually, I think, today, where Congress is going to have an intense discussion about immigration policy. And I have a very difficult time believing that Democrats are going to be able to get away from this process without supporting some kind of physical barrier as part of a border security package. So it may still be the case that Donald Trump wins in the long run. But, yeah, we're talking about the individual shutdown battle that we just went through. I do think Nancy Pelosi won that round. Lonnie Chen of the Hoover Institution, Stanford University, is on the line. Lonnie, we've got barely 30 seconds, but um, you two are so obsessed with the presidency. You want a king, apparently. Me, 
I'm all about the legislature. Uh, uh, we heard the last time around that the uh, electoral map was really good for Republicans in the Senate. And sure enough, they held on to the Senate even as they got their butts kicked in the House. How's the uh, electoral map look for the Senate in 2020? Uh, it's a little more treacherous for Republicans, but the fact that they did so well in the Senate in 2018 means that, that they can afford to lose a few more seats in 2020 and still hold a majority. If I had to predict it today, Republicans hold on to a bare majority in the Senate in 2020. So it's a little more even, Stephen, but not great for Republicans. That's right. Okay, That's in terms of who's up and which way their their states have gone recent elections, that sort of thing. Lonnie Chen of the Hoover Institution and Stanford University. Lonnie, it's always enlightening. Thanks a bunch for the time. Hey, thanks, guys. Have a good morning. Thanks, you too. Man, I'd like to take that class he's teaching. Oh, but yeah, that's me too. damn interesting. Are you kidding? I'd love that. Yeah, I'd love that. I want to go back to school, but I think it'd make me crazy. <laughs> I like his. Still uh, not doing the homework. I like his survey of Stanford millennials. Might not be representative of the whole country. <laughs> yeah. You talk about a unique group. Twenty-year-old yeah. Stanford students. I, I uh, wanted to say to him, I didn't, but I wanted to say to him, Lonnie, tomorrow go into class and tell him nobody cares what you think. Be quiet. <laughs> Uh, what he said there about the Nancy Pelosi, that's what I thought last week as I was looking at all the headlines and all the roundtables about Nancy Pelosi owning Trump and winning the battle. What, 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 what's going to happen in three weeks? That's Beltway punditry. The Democrats now own open borders. Unless they capitulate, they compromise, and they throw up some evil, immoral, racist fences. Come on, they're not in a great position, especially if you look at polling on the topic. So, yeah, we'll see. You know, again, was, that's, the way, that's the difference between the way the Beltway looks at the world and politics and the way normal people look at it. I wasn't thinking of pitching uh, Schultz and Bloomberg as billionaires as much as businessmen. The businessmen, the successful businessmen have looked at your plan and say it doesn't work at all, Kamala. It makes no financial sense. Ah, you're boring me. The billionaires are against me. The people are with me. Yay! I want free stuff! You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.